0: It's not about how much money you make in capitalism. It's what the government is not allowed to take. Howdy, folks. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy, Bill Whittle. I hope you guys didn't have to uh, spend a whole lot in gas money to get to this show. Uh, It's like, man, you just go through half a tank of gas, man, just walk from the kitchen in here to just to to check out the show. And uh, Bill, I'm I'm saying that because these things contribute to, uh, you know, the economy basically evaporating. And um, but what I'm seeing is this trend of folks trying to blame this uh, this economic implosion on capitalism. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, y'all definitely you know, barking up the wrong tree. Y'all supposed to love trees. Stop barking up this tree and leave the tree, leave alone. The tree alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, but they're trying to blame it on um, capitalism. And, you know, I'm not, it's not even so much that it bothers me that they blame, still trying to blame capitalism. I guess the, the other part of it that bothers me is that how is it that on our side, we have this, Failure to promote what capitalism actually is, promote what free market, the free market is. How, how are we missing on this cell where you have these people who have basically used and abused the free market, but have used it, I mean, basically more than we have to do the damage that we're doing? Um, so, I mean, I wanted to, you know, maybe talk a little bit. Hopefully we sure. could clarify some things about um, these, these misconceptions that, that people have. About capitalism and how capitalism has become the the whipping post or the scapegoat for what's happening uh, to our economy. None of this stuff that they're talking about has anything to do with capitalism. It's it it, it just does not And you know, just to kick it off, Bill, um, can can you help them understand and not just help them understand how this isn't capitalism's fault, but can we also bring to the table? Um, we really need to do a better job at at, at uh, defending and promoting, you know, make capitalism chic, baby. We, we, need, we need to, you know, get it out there.
1: Yeah, the, yes, all of that uh, is absolutely true. The first knee-jerk response to this is the people who are complaining the loudest about capitalism are complaining about it on $900 uh, right. smartphones while they're sipping $14 coffees, right? Uh, so, so there's that whole aspect of it. It's the same argument when people talk about, you know, uh, we got to cut, gasoline use we got to cut fossil fuels it's like what how did you get to this meeting to, <laughs> to complain about these things right so there's that that's that's just like the fundamental thing the i think the real problem that we run into is that once again once again the rhetorical intelligence of the progressive left has put us into a position where where we are so backfooted that the fight's almost lost before we start. And, and a perfect example of this is the word capitalism. I have to tell you, I was quite uh, amazed, I wasn't surprised, but I was amazed when not too long ago, I found out that the term capitalism was actually invented by Marx. I, that's what I was told anyway. I don't know if that's true. I, I think it is. And, and, and so when I say we're backfooted in the beginning, if If the economic system that we're that we're talking about, if we decide to call it capitalism, then in order to play uh, you have to have capital and in order to have capital, you have to be the guy from the monopoly board, right you got to be the guy wearing the monocle, the top hat, you got two big sacks with dollar signs on them, you got striped pants and and you got the the, the frock coat and you are a capitalist because you have Capital, which means that you can now buy a factory from which you can exploit the workers in order to make even bigger bags of money that you can walk around with. That's what that's what the definition of capitalism leads you to immediately, and that is that in order to be in this game, you have to have capital. And it's patently false, or patently false, depending on, on, on which side of the uh, Grammar Nazi spectrum you happen to fall. If we were to refer to our economic system as a free market economy and never, ever, ever let the term capitalism go by our ears without enormous protests, we'd be halfway there. Uh, the other term we should be using all the time is private property. Uh, there's no difference between a guy who owns a shopping mall and a guy who owns a hoodie. right? No difference. It's just a question of scale. And when I say there's no difference, when a guy says, this is my house, this is my yacht, this is my private jet, it's no different than somebody saying, this is my hoodie, this is my ball cap, this is my uh, iPhone, right? It's ownership. And it's just a question of scale. This is the easiest way to defeat these people is to point out their own their own lack of awareness. I've told. I haven't told it too much lately, fortunately, because that's something I used to say practically every day. But I went to an event at Oberlin College where they were, you know, talking about how they were socialists, and I said, "What kind of cell phones do you have?" And they said, "Why are you asking?" I said, "Well, because since you're socialists, bring them on down. We're gonna go down to a, you know, and then you go down to a, a pawn shop in in, in downtown uh, Cleveland. I think it was Cleveland near Oberlin, and we're gonna get." Two thousand dollars out of this guy for all of these brand new cell phones, which we then all of us together will just distribute twenty dollar bills around the city, bring them down. They won't do it. They won't do from each according to the, their ability to each according to their to their needs. They have the audacity to say, "But this is my phone." Yes, that's exactly right. So, so the first thing we have to do when we're trying to defend this idea is we have to is we have to stop calling what we believe in a name given to it by the arch enemy of everything yeah. we believe in.
0: I love it. I love it, man. And now, despite the um, pejorative you know, origins that, that, that it may have, capitalism itself, basically, even though Marx, Marx may not like it, it is, is what he doesn't like about it is it's a system that recognizes people's right to their property. Now, they only see this as like some sort of means of a materialism or seeing us as being bourgeois uh, or whatnot. But in this system that we have and, and folks, we haven't really enjoyed unfettered capitalism for a long time. All right. We no that uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we haven't thing. enjoyed that for a long time. So we've been more so like in, in, a, in a quasi state of collectivism that has been building.
1: Uh, for mercantilism, it's called. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: that's. Or, or even if people want to call it like crony capitalism, even even yep. trying to drag the word capitalism into it doesn't really fit. It's a bastardization of the term capitalism uh, as we know it. Um, but when you capitalism is really, really when it gets down to the very basic, as far as I can tell, and I don't claim to be an economist, is capitalism is basically when you tax outcome, not income. So. When a person, it's not a lot of times capitalism is viewed and even sold on our side as as your ability uh, to make money. Well, you know, I'm a capitalist. I'm going to make me some money. You can make money in socialism. Okay, uh, other systems they make money too. It's not about how much money you make in capitalism. It's what the government is not allowed to take. That's all capitalism really is. This is your property. The government cannot levy against your property. This is yours. Mm-hmm. There's other tax models to follow. The 16th mm-hmm. Amendment itself is a bastardization of our Constitution. antithetical to the Constitution. Horrible. It intrudes on our right to property. That's all capitalism is. It has no um, there's if anything in terms of its moral implication. It gives you more ground to be moral. Like, let's say, for instance, one of the reasons why people don't like uh, you have the left that doesn't like capitalism is that they'll try to uh, associate it with slavery. Well, they enjoyed a whole bunch of capitalism and and getting to keep uh, all their profits from all the free labor that they got from slaves. That ain't got nothing to do with capitalism. Not 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 a damn thing. If you want to pardon the expression. Here's no, not a damn. thing. Here's the thing. When a slave is put to work. And somebody else is able to take the fruits of their labor. Capitalism would be the slave being allowed to keep the fruits of their labor. Nobody else can lay claim to it. It's their property, right? That's what <laughs> capitalism is. Socialism, however, is that slave master that says, thanks for doing that work, boy. Let me go ahead and take some of the fruits and I'm going to redistribute it how I see fit. That's what socialism is. Socialism is more
1: akin to slavery and so is communism, not capitalism. So Right. Capitalism, in, in your model, capital. look, in your model, ca- the, the problem is not that, that guys got rich by selling cotton, mm. right? That's not the problem. The, the capitalism's not the problem. The problem is thinking that people are property. That's the problem. Yes. It's got nothing to do with capitalism. Right. Nothing to do with it at all. And,
0: the, you know, the, the, the sad thing about it or the irony, <laughs> not sad, man, irony, uh, Rod Serling level irony, man, is that a lot of the hatred and the animosity for capitalism is sold by the entertainment industry, uh, per, of course. Yeah, particularly musicians. Now, here's where the irony comes in. Mm-hmm. Musicians pride themselves in one, trying to claim it ain't about the money, it's about the art. Right. And I'm an artist and I want to keep my artistic integrity and I want to keep the rights to my music. I don't want some producer owning my music. I don't. Want, it's like, well, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You want your, your music? Huh? Your, your music? music, right. It's like you.
1: What do you mean your, your music? Your
0: music. Right? You know, it's, it's something something's not sounding right here. You sound a little off key when you're saying that and the ideas that you
1: have. A little, little exploitative to me there, uh, you know, you running dog. Uh.
0: <laughs> right. You make a whole song out of this. I think Oingo Boingo has. Oh, uh, but you, you, you got the artist that wants to keep their music. They, their music is their property and they don't want somebody else to own it. They don't want somebody else regulating it. They don't want anybody having to say so over their music. But they want a system where other where the system, where their industry is owned by the state and the state can impose all the regulations that they want. Put it on a chopping block and tell you how you go do your business and how you go cut your song. I think. I mean in the last episode Bill you were you 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 brought it home man you were talking about the inversion perspective that these people have you know we talked about it being a perverted perspective and these people are the ones who are getting out there using albeit a system that really isn't capitalist anymore but they're still using this free market system this system where they want to enjoy the private ownership and they're using that system to take it away from everybody else. And yes, this is something that, de- and, and I see the tools in which they do it. And I think there needs to be support to fight back in the, we- in the means that they've, they've done it to destroy uh, the system that we had, And we need to fight back in order to restore it.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot there, man. And, um, and again, it comes back to, I'm not going to enter the fight by walking into their kill box. I'm mean, mm. just not going to use the term capitalism. If you really want to defend capitalism, the two things I would say are, number one, capitalism is about freedom. It's, it's about freedom. Freedom and capitalism go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And what I mean by freedom is, money doesn't care who owns it. Mm. Money doesn't <laughs> care. It doesn't care if you're old or young, doesn't care if you're black or white. There's there's millionaires, and I think now a billionaire with Dr. Dre, who, who are... Who are are billionaires because they've offered something of value that people have willingly exchanged the, the money with. And I'll get to money in a second. Um, and so it's th- that is an expression of, of freedom. Money doesn't care. It doesn't care. It goes from one hand to another as needed. It's just a mechanism. It's carrying something. So now we get down to the other part of the capitalist argument that, see, I did it again, <laughs> of the free market argument which comes down to what is money, right? Because when you talk about people who have a problem with capitalism, they envision a society where there is no money, right? Everything's free. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. So what is money, right? Obviously, the standard definition of money is it is a unit of exchange. Okay. Exchanging what? What are we exchanging here? I did a video on this several years ago. The numbers are undoubtedly... uh, way obsolete. But let's just say that mowing a lawn in America costs $40. I'm sure here in California, it's $240, but for the sake of the argument, right? And you're a 16 year old and you've got to get to borrow dad's lawnmower and and you offer to mow somebody's lawn for $40. All right. So let's just look at this. Who sets the price? Who sets it at $40? Well, both of you do. You could say, I'll mow your lawn for $400. And the guy's going to say, nope, you could also say, I could mow your lawn for $1, in which case he would jump on the deal, but it's not worth your time and effort to mow somebody's lawn for a dollar. So $40 is the number that the two of you come to generally in that ballpark agree that the guy's got more money than time and he's got more time than money. Let's, here's what $40 is. The main thing to understand about money is money is, is essentially, it's like the money you have is essentially a battery, uh, like an electric, like the battery in your cell phone. It, it it is storing the, the work that you've done. It is storing actually technically the value that you've provided. So if you do a job that people, for whatever reasons, value at $1,000 a week, let's say, $1,000 of value comes in into this storage thing. But then there are things that you want, that you value, that you have to exchange and then the the charge goes down and so on. But all of the work that you've ever done in your life, all of the life that's been taken from you by doing jobs that you didn't particularly want to do like this one for God's sake. uh, When, when it really comes down to is the money that you have been paid is, is in exchange for that part of your life that you've given up for whatever reason. So, so it is all about freedom. And now, now we come back to something else. We, we, we come to the idea that there is no man, right? The man doesn't sit there and say, thou shalt have a a $40 to mow the lawn. price of a mowed lawn depends on the two people negotiating. How big is the lawn? Where do you live? All of this stuff, right? So there's freedom there in terms of coming to an agreement on what it's worth for me as the guy with the lawnmower versus what it's worth to you as the homeowner. This is a free discussion. It's not It's not mandated. You don't have to go out there and mow a lawn and say, oh, I'm not getting nearly enough for this. And, and he doesn't have to go out and they're, oh, they're charging me too much. No, it's complete freedom. It's absolute freedom. And, and then the second part of the freedom equation comes, comes in this way. You can buy a pair of, of track shoes at Target for 40 bucks, or you can probably buy a certain set of like marquee track shoes for 400 bucks, right? And essentially, there's no difference between the two. When you look at the stuff that it costs to make them, they're virtually the same, right? So why is one worth $40 and one worth $400? Well, because of the perceived value. This one is on sale at Target, and this one's got whoever's named LeBron James has signed it, you know. Okay. That's, that's not the point. The point is, if you, if you want a pair of track shoes, you mow a lawn for $40 and you get the track shoes. But if you want the $400 track shoes, because it's important to you, then you mow 10 lawns. Right? Mm. No one is forcing you to take a, a, a product that you don't want. No one. If you want those $400 shoes, no one's saying you have to wear $40 shoes because that's what happens in socialist countries. Everything goes down to the bare bones bottom. You will get the state-issue shoes, mm. which will be gray and they won't fit <laughs> and, and they'll fall apart and they'll both be left feet. Um, but if you decide you want this, then you are free to increase your expenditure of of work bring in extra value you're mowing more lawns than you have to because you want something and therefore you get it and so all of this is about freedom if you want to have a $400 pair of shoes then by god go out and get it you're not going to get a complaint from me you know i don't ever have a problem with how anybody spends their money on stuff they want for themselves
0: definitely man yeah that's a that's a that's a Judas mindset, you know, when people are, are, are fixated on somebody, how somebody else, you know, uh, what they do with their property and uh, trying to say that they should have done this or, or done that. That's uh, even even Jesus like, man, shut up, leave her alone. <laughs> it's like this is her property and what she's doing. That's her business. But, but right. you know, they, they do carry this Judas mindset. And, and Judas even says this money could have been this could have been liquidated and given to the poor. You know, and that's what they're always saying, justifying what somebody somebody else should be doing with their resources, give it to the poor. All the while, they're really stealing. And and the word says that that's what Judas was doing.
1: He was stealing from the treasury. Sorry to interrupt you, but this comes back to the iPhone argument. If you're saying that that money that Elon Musk is spending on going to Mars, that that money should be taken from him and distributed to people in order to, you know, to make everyone's lives a little tiny bit better. okay, then that means that your cell phone's on the block, too, pal. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to cash your cell phone in and, and all the hundreds of songs that you may have bought for a dollar a piece back when you could buy music, you know, all of that money. No, 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 no. You don't get to have the phone. You don't get to have the music you want to listen. You don't get to have any of that stuff. If you're really saying that, that, that people who have more should have to part with what they've got to help people who have less then put the phone down. Get twenty bucks for it and hand it to somebody who needs it, or hey, or or get two hundred bucks for whatever. Right? This is how you win this fight. This is what you talked about in the beginning. Is you've got to point out the hypocrisy of somebody saying that guy should take his, that guy should have his money taken away from him, and that money should be spent over here because this is what I feel. Okay, how much of your stuff are we going to take in order to accomplish this same noble goal? Yes, my stuff. So I just I, I know I've been cutting in on you there. I, I think I've figured this out quite a while ago. People are in favor of wealth redistribution when they believe that wealth will be redistributed to sure. them. When they believe that their wealth will be distributed to other people, they suddenly don't like the idea so much. And that is the freedom of private property talking to you.
0: yeah or, or even the, the enjoyment of thinking that somebody else's you know uh gaze will be taken away from them because of envy and because of covetous and uh, covetousness and just jealousy uh they'll they'll find some sense of satisfaction in that it's a you know a mm-hmm. pseudo satisfaction but it, at least it's something to satiate them for the moment you know and and you know and just like you said you know they' they they point these things out and they point these things out in the culture. They don't, these things manifest politically, but they, they do the groundwork culturally. I, I was, I kind of touched on this, like, a, in an earlier episode. Like I saw this, this movie and they, and they, and there was this guy who just wanted a steak, right? He goes into a restaurant and, um, he has like, a, basically, I guess three bucks or three quid. I'm not sure what the equivalent is at, right? And, and the, and the, the, uh, cashier is saying, well, it's not. And he's like, well, I only have this much. And so, the, I guess the mean old restaurant worker takes the steak and he throws it in the sink. And the response to that was, this is why I hate capitalism. Just over and over again. This is why I hate capitalism. Capitalism is this. And I'm like, man, they ain't got nothing to do with capitalism. And, and here's the thing. Um, if anybody, so it's now we have it to where, and the socialists screwed this up for people. It's, it's the socialist minded that screwed this up. Why restaurants just can't give people food. I mean, as litigious as people are, you give this person some food and then they turn around and, and, uh, and, and they don't feel good. They want to come back and sue you for any reason. Right. And number two, anybody can walk into a restaurant and say, hey, man, I haven't eaten in a few days. Right. And so are you supposed to just go ahead and give them a say you ain't gonna have a restaurant long? OK, because you'll have a line going out the door. Man, I hadn't eaten in days. So that restaurant is going to end up losing their business. And these people will go in there and they will say that we just throw away so much food. We just throw away so much food. and It sickens me how we just throw away so much food in this capitalist society. And I'm like, okay, if we really throw away as much food as you guys talk, and I've seen it, I've seen people throw away food. If we throw away that much food, you know what that means? That means that the homeless are eating better than we do. All right. Because you can go in the back of that restaurant and find you a flipping gourmet meal in that dumpster. And I've done some dumpster diving myself, too. I used to be homeless in Venice. OK, I know they got food back there. So these people are making the case about we throw. Some, and, and this is how the restaurant is able to, like, stave off liability. Right. This is how they're actually able to feed people without having to uh, 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 either jack their prices way up to feed people who can pay or not have to close their restaurant altogether. So, but these people are trying to make a claim against capitalism as if capitalism is the agent that made this person so greedy that he wouldn't give this person a stake and he would rather throw it away than defeat him. Ain't got nothing to do with capitalism.
1: Here's how you can turn these people, because you got to just look at this, this you just got to turn everything that they send to you uh, around because everything they send to you is backwards. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying, they're condemning um, free market economy because... Uh, because this restaurant has a, is throwing away a steak, the, the actual response to this is, think about this for a second. There is so much wealth here, and there's so much food here, that we're throwing it away. Think about that. Think about that. We are throwing away massive amounts of food every day. How astonishing is that? When you think about the fact that, that starvation has been the enemy of, of, of humans and all animals, since there's been animals, and when, you, and when you think about how hard every generation before, really before mine, had to work just to have enough money to eat, right, just to eat. We now have so much food, we just throw it away. Why did you throw away these bananas? Well, because they're a couple days past ripe, they're getting a little soft, a little brown. You can afford to do that, yes. So, you, so, so you're saying that you, you're saying that those bananas that, that you're about to throw away, you're not saying that we need those in order to keep the community alive. No, you're throwing them away, yes, because people would rather have fresher ones. That's why we don't sell peaches that have turned the corner or apples with bruises on them or whatever the case may be. People from any point in history would look at you not not as somebody evil but as a magician <laughs> if it's like a like a magician what here's something that i've been working so hard to get i'm practically starving and i finally get a chance to eat an apple no no no, you don't want that apple that apple's got a couple of bruises on it here's a brand new perfect apple we throw the old ones away why because we make so much of the- because we produce so much of it. Zoe, we are the only society in history of mankind that has had this problem. The number one problem, the number one health problem among the poorest people of this country is obesity. Think about that. Think about that. When you're talking about Victorian poverty or you're talking about the kind of third world poverty, you're talking about people starving to death. We live in a society where the number one health problem of poor people is they're too fat. Now, I'm not trying to minimize any of this stuff, right? But I mean, if you really want to get down to brass tacks, think about it. You are condemning a system that for the first time in human history has so much food that we throw it away. You're condemning a system that for the first time in human history means the people with the fewest resources are suffering from being too fat. They've had too many calories. They've had too much to eat. When you, when you go down that road... You leave them dumbfounded because it's it, because it's a it's a miraculous thing, and all of this happens because everybody has the freedom to do what they want to, and and to take the value that they've to take the money that they've received in exchange for the value that they provided, and do what they want with it. I'll just close with this. Not too long ago, a couple months ago, Elizabeth Warren uh, said that Elon Musk was a, a parasite because he's the richest man in the world and he's not paying his fair share of taxes. To which Musk replied, "Uh, I just wrote a check to the Internal Revenue Service for $9 billion. I just paid this year, just this year, I just paid $9,000 million to help people in need, according to you, um, Liz. What money have you put into the system? The answer is none. You've taken resources out of the system. You say there need to be more resources in the system to help the disadvantaged. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think there are much better ways to do it, but there are certainly disadvantaged people. So Elon Musk is putting in $9 billion worth of rice and and beans, and you are not only not putting anything into it, you're taking stuff out of it. How dare you? Who's the leech here? Who's the parasite here?
0: Oh, man. And that, that right there... It's, it, it's unfortunate that people can't register that, but they could. You know, it's 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 one of those things that you can't necessarily explain it to them. It has to be illustrated to them. You know, it's just like you brilliantly said, you can't lecture your way out of something we were entertained into. And that's what we've got to do. We have to actually draw this stuff up, make it in pretty big uh, pictures, you know, put it in catchy songs and all that sort of stuff. Without it being too on the nose and, you know, folks with your support, we'll be able to pull that off. And I, I want to be able to uh, uh, address like what Bill says. You know, we got to be careful about the language, even the term capitalism. That's something that I got to consider, too. It's like, man, maybe I need to. Because, you know, we, we're used to hearing that term and we need to really break down where it came from, uh, whether it's a pejorative or whether it's an actually appropriate term to use. You know, because when I think of the term uh, capitalism, I think about cap, I think about the head, I think about the top. Right. So we talk about capital. This is something, you know, from the top. This is this is on your head. Right. And your head is your head. it don't belong to anybody else. That means your mind, your mind doesn't belong to anybody else either. And we're living in a system where they are trying to tax your mind as well. So even with capitalism, you know, we want to make sure that we got that breakdown because, folks, you know, the liberals, they've they've done so much to monopolize the language. A lot of the language that we use, you know, and that we see is they've, they've engineered it. And we got to be really careful with it, not to give them fodder for what it is.
1: You know, it's the only thing they're good at. Yes.
0: You know, and, and the word of God says life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, so we want to make sure that we are conformed to how to actually use this as a weapon for good and a facilitator for life. You know, that's what we want to be what, what, what we want to be doing, folks. So that being said. Thank you guys for, for tuning into the virtual signal. I hope that you guys found this video useful and that you will share it. Mm-hmm. Right? Share this video, support at billwittle.com and uh, you know, help keeping us uh, help uh keep us bringing these jams to you. All right. So I'm Alphonse Rachel for Bill Whittle. We'll see y'all next time.